blessings and welcome to Hope, helping other people evolve through spiritual wellness with hope. As always, I am Hope. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. Tonight, I have a special guest. Her name is Christina, who has an amazing story. Sad and amazing, but it goes with the scripture that says, what the enemy means for harm or evil, God will turn it into good. So, Welcome, my dear sister Christina. How are you? I'm good. Nervous. <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. You're amazing. And I know it's not easy, an easy story, but I know that the Holy Spirit wants others to hear it because it's so much going on, so many things going on. And I know it's very emotional. But you have a powerful testimony that will help build the kingdom. Yeah? And it, don't worry about it. You let the emotions flow because that's what's real. That's what's honest. My dear sister Christina has recently been baptized and found Jesus. She grew up with learning Catholic ways and in so many things that has gone on in her life. And I've had the pleasure of meeting her through a tragic experience. But again, it goes with the scripture that says, what the enemy meant for harm, God will turn it into good. And he truly has done that. My sister, her husband recently, that's why I'm so proud of her for even being here to share the story because I know it's going to touch someone. He recently committed a a brutal suicide right in front of her, right behind their home where she stays and resides with their children. But this woman, through the tears and the heartache, she got up and said, No, enemy, you can't have me. You can't have my children. I choose Jesus today. And she was recently baptized. She died from the old into the new. And I know I've never told her this, but the Spirit did speak to me on that day because I'm very good friends with her brother-in-law. And so I I knew everything that happened. And um, the Spirit says, now things will be better. And honestly, seeing her, if you could see her, You'd be amazed. Not to say that she doesn't feel doesn't feel the sadness or the sorrow or the loss. That's not it. But God has truly given her the peace that surpasses all understanding. Something that only God can do. And not to mention that her mother-in-law was there. You know, like Mary, Jesus' mom, witnessed their son's death. And her mother-in-law is, oh, I admire this woman. The strength that she has because of Jesus. The strength that these women have because of Jesus. And, And their journey wasn't that long. It's just like God touched them. And boy, has he touched them. So my sister is ready. She'll tell you a little bit of her story and the journey. Just share what you want to share, sister. What happened, where you are today, whatever you want to share. We can take a break anytime you want. Okay. 
Okay? Okay. So, just share with us. It's true what Hope said that I do feel the peace and that I know what happened to me and my family. There was a reason for it. And the reason was, at least the way I understand, is that I needed to find God because I needed to, you know, do something with my life and to help myself, my kids, my family, and many, many other people. And I know that I will. Amen. Um, it's not easy to talk about this, but... Um, but I'm strong. Yes. And I know I can do it. Um, and I'll try to give you maybe just a brief um, story. How my daughter, she's 16, on Christmas Eve, she, found, she asked my husband for his cell phone and wanted to look through some pictures and found a video of my husband having um, um, a relation with another woman um, and she didn't know what to do and kept it to herself. The strange as it may be, um, he was having an affair which none of us knew for my almost entire marriage. I've been married for 16 years and this was about 15 years of our life. Um, and the stranger thing is that the, the other woman and her husband were very close friends of ours and we knew them our whole entire life. Um, and on Christmas Eve, she came to my door. She knocked on my door right before we were going to sit down to um, Christmas Eve dinner. And I invited her and her husband to our house with open arms. And they were there when my daughter found that video. But my daughter didn't know who was in the video. Um, it took a couple days for my kids to kind of gather this together and they all decided I, I have three ki three children um, they decided that I should see this video and I did and of course my husband lied to me about the video um, but I told him I forgive him and the entire month of January, we had a really, really beautiful life because he knew I forgave him and we were going to, you know, live as a good couple, raise our children. My husband was really, really happy. But for some reason, I'm sure if this has ever happened to anybody else, the trust is gone, right? Like that's like the most important thing and I say this to my kids I, I tell them all the time if you don't have the trust you have nothing That's right. trust is the most important thing in any relationship whether it's marriage or friendships yes. um, and 
so my mind continued to wander right because the trust wasn't there something was missing and at the beginning of February I he left his email open and of course I was looking and I found emails from 2008 2009 that he shared with this woman and I confronted him with it and things started to spiral down um and not from the point of that I was angry or um, that I didn't understand because I forgave him. Um, but something started to happen to him where he couldn't forgive himself. But he was very closed inside himself and would never tell me what it was that he was struggling with. He seemed depressed, he seemed withdrawn, um, but we still went on vacation. So February vacation in Massachusetts, it's the third week in February, and we went to New Hampshire for a week, and we had a beautiful week, at least what I thought, but of course, Valentine's Day is the same week. Um, we would ski together, he would wait for me on every lift, we would hold each other, he would tell me how much he loved me. We could not be separated from each other, we were very, very close and this brought us even closer. We would um, take like three mile walks every night and talk about the things that we never really talked about because I always felt like, you know, he was closed in himself, not knowing that was the reason. He felt a lot of guilt inside, and I only understand this now. I never understood that before. Because if somebody doesn't want to share something with you, you will never know. And I'm not a person that will read between the lines. You know, you tell me if you want me to know. And I loved him very much and the kids loved him very much but he couldn't forgive himself and when we came back home things started to happen well these things started to happen in New Hampshire too where he started to pace at night back and forth back and forth in the middle of the night um, and I didn't know what to do. When we came home, the same thing started to happen. He would be pacing in the middle of the night. He couldn't sleep. I tried to ask him what's happening. Um, he said that something is taking his um, speech away. Like he couldn't talk, like carry a conversation that was not there. Um, I would sleep with him, just kind of wrapped around him and wanted to make sure he was okay I don't know why but that was just the feeling um, and I will tell you I have never people say devil exists and I actually saw the devil twice and that that was not pretty so one night probably two nights, two or three nights before he committed suicide. Um, when I was wrapped around him, he ripped himself out of my arms to the point where like I was holding his t-shirt, it was ripping. 
and I didn't know what's happening and I asked him what's going on and he kind of stood up and pressed his arms against me and I was standing across from him and his eyes had the devil in him and he kept pushing me one way and I just kept repeating I said Yashu I love you don't hurt me I'm your wife and I kept repeating that and after a few minutes he walked away and we were okay um, then a couple days later the day before he committed suicide I was asking everybody to come over to help me so his best friend was over his mother was over Pava would come over um, I had a lot of support and um, my husband was outside with his friend that they were talking and all of a sudden he walks into the kitchen his best friend was there his mom was there he fell on his knees and he said and that's when he told me yes that was that woman it's been 15 years since I had the affair and I didn't hesitate even for a second and I told him I forgive you I forgive you you can't just unlove somebody and you know most people would probably throw people out yeah I didn't praise God and I don't think that people understand. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I truly forgave him. But the shame that he felt, not in, just in front of his children, but his family, he had a lot of friends and if this came out, he felt like his whole world would just fall apart, that nobody would understand. And I knew that there was another way. He didn't have to do it this way. And the next day, there was... He again was pacing and running. And um, the one thing that he kept saying to me is that we we I lost my job he said Christina you lost your job we lost the house we lost the condo and we're gonna be in the news and I got really upset with him not about anything else that he said but about my job and I yelled at him and I said you take those words back I worked really hard to be where I am and I'm not losing my job Amen. and I don't know what you're talking about um, and he actually repeated after me Christina you did not lose your job Amen. Amen. <laughs> I made sure he said those words but I did not understand what it all meant right. until after he committed suicide and it didn't really come to me until maybe a few weeks after because I was going through shock and trauma of it all um, but he the devil took him. The, I saw the devil in his eyes right before he did this. 
and I will never forget um, my mother-in-law was with me outside and I he kept running away from me and I was very confused I said why are you running I don't understand why you're running away come in the house and my mother-in-law said you know Christina leave him maybe he just needs a few minutes to himself and you're you know not giving him space so I went into the house to use the bathroom and when I came out I saw my mother-in-law on top of him in the woods and I didn't know what that was and I started running and what I saw I don't want anybody to ever witness it was horror it is impossible for someone humanly impossible for someone to do what he did to himself it's impossible wow <laughs> we were not able to call 911 we both had f- cell phones and my mother-in-law had her cell phone somehow she wasn't able to dial anything on her phone I grabbed the knife that he stabbed his chest with mm. and that and I was pulling it out and I couldn't and the phone was in the pocket on the right side of the side where I was holding the knife I tried to reach my phone it was difficult I reached it and I couldn't dial 911 and it took us a moment to do it. it but it was too late even if we were able to call early it was too late he wanted to make sure that he was gone he wanted to make sure but we know that he was repenting we know that devil didn't take him we know that he's with God we know we had signs Pablo had signs my mother-in-law had signs and we know he's in a good place and I know he's with in peace and that's how I'm able also to move on and be in peace amen Thank God to Pavel. Pavel is my rock. Mm-hmm. He found God five years ago. He yes. was baptized five years ago. And I know that God talks through him and he was able to show me that, you know, life is more than just you know the other person that you live with you know life mm-hmm. is about god and when you find god you'll be able to figure all of this out Amen. and i did and i did and very quickly did i realize what it is to walk with god and i wanted to get baptized mm-hmm. as soon as i could not really understanding the whole everything but 
I knew that I have to have the Holy Spirit in me because I have to I have to move on and I have to do this for my kids, for myself, for my family. And once this happened, it's just a beautiful world out there. I know I'm crying now. I know that because, you know, reliving it yes. is hard. Yes, you're human. And yeah. I'm sad. Yes. But believe me, life is beautiful. Amen. Amen. It's worth living. Amen. And I hope that if someone hears this story, they will think twice about their relationships with the other person. Yes. Adultery is horrible. Yes. And people are in the moment, but they don't understand that adultery can lead to death. Amen. Amen. And I know that. I wish he found God before, but the devil was stronger than all of us. I know now that I can help others. Amen. And God keeps bringing me. Oh, I keep, because I have new eyes and new ears and I see and hear things around me, which makes me really sad, but I don't just listen and see. I try to help those people the way that the Holy Spirit and God tell me and hopefully this story will help some people understand and just yeah (sighs) sorry I didn't know it was gonna be this hard (laughs) it's okay it's okay it's the real testimonies that they can feel and will change lives, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just have to say, the enemy wasn't stronger than you, wasn't stronger than God, you know. Mm-hmm. The, when the Bible says that sorrow, worldly sorrow leads to death, that's what Jonah had, like Judas is a crap. And mm-hmm. godly sorrow leads to repentance. Like you said, had he chosen God fully, he would have had godly sorrow and repented. Mm-hmm. You know, so your story is gonna touch many. You know, and to see you now is just so amazing to me. I got to witness the baptism of my dear sister. And she's been glowing and shining ever since. Like she said, she's crying now, but that's the flesh. And it's good that she's crying and letting it out because God says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And when you see her face, you see joy. It's a sad, sad thing, but God took it and turned it into good. And she belongs to God now. And she and her children belong to God now. It's sad, but an amazing story because God loves this lady so much 
and he's been using her already. She's so powerful in building the kingdom already. I don't even know if she truly knows exactly how powerful she is, but she's truly powerful. There's one thing I learned that God told me, because when you when you get baptized and you're born again, you have to forgive. Amen. And if you're asking God to forgive you, you have to forgive everybody else. Amen. And not just in my situation, but anytime, you know, anybody holds something against somebody, you just got to let it go. Yes. Because why should he forgive you if you don't forgive others? Amen. Amen. And I forgave the other woman. And I saw her about a week ago and I walked up to her and I found the strength. I asked the Holy Spirit, please give me the strength Amen. because everything went numb inside me. The tingling in my hands, I started getting an anxiety attack when I saw her, but I was going through this in my head because it was really important for me to let her know that I forgive her. Amen. And I said, Holy Spirit, give me the strength right now. And I walked up to her. I didn't feel that anxiety when I walked up to her. And she was trying to walk away from me. She started to take pictures of me. But I used that moment and I said to her, I forgive you. I Amen. truly forgive you. And I walked away. And I hope she'll understand what that means. Yes. That I truly forgive. Amen. Amen. There's a little more to that story that you share with me, mm -hmm. with her husband. What happened with him? He was very interesting because um, we all blocked each other's phone numbers um, on our phones because I didn't want to get angry text messages or questions and I also didn't want to be sending them things that I didn't mean so we all blocked each other but for some reason 30 minutes after that I received a text on my phone from him and I said God how did you do that <laughs> his phone number is blocked and he told me in this text that you know she was anxious because I saw her because I did say to her that I forgive her and he said that me walking up to her and talking to her could be seen as form of harassment and I said to him I wanted to reply I really wanted to reply but all I said to him is call me and he was able to call me and wow. the phone worked <laughs> and I don't understand how that was God because is good. <laughs> my iPhone is blocked with his phone number and we had a really really good conversation Thanks, and God. I told him that they should know me better they should know that I will never hurt her I never hurt uh, anybody in my life Amen. that she's safe and when this happened, when my husband committed suicide and I was in the hospital because my, I, my hand was cut and the detectives came to the hospital, I told them, 
can you please go check on her? Because I would not forgive myself if she did something to herself. So I truly care for her. And I said that to her husband. And I told him that in order for their relationship to work, because at this point he said, Christina, I don't know if this is going to work, but I don't want to make decisions. I told him that, you know, life is too short. You guys need to forgive each other, but it has to be from both sides. And you have to find love, true love. Because if you can't find that love and she doesn't have that love for you, then it's not going to work. And I wish them, I truly wish them the best. Um, and hope that they can, their marriage can last. Amen. It's not much I can, more that I can do. Amen. Amen. That is truly the spirit of God. That is truly the spirit of God because no flesh can do that. No flesh could go through what you went through and walk up to her and honestly forgive. God is smiling on you. It's such an amazing story. Like I said, it's tragic, but amazing at the same time. Like something straight out of the Bible. And I thank you, my dear sister, for sharing your story, for being vulnerable, for being you, for allowing me to be a part of your journey, because it's amazing. You're amazing. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy I found you. Glory to God. We found each other. He did it. God ordained. Thank you. You're such a blessing. Thank you. Is there anything you want to share before we wrap it up? Okay. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) What an amazing story, brothers and sisters. I pray that Anybody that's committed adultery, know that God can forgive, that godly sorrow will lead to repentance. But if you let it cause you to have shame, it destroys a whole family. It can destroy a whole family. But by the grace of God, my dear sister is not destroyed because what the enemy meant for harm, God turned into good and he sent her earthly angels to guide her and be with her and let her know that she is loved. So if you're listening to this and you're in the middle of it on either side, committing it or being committed it on, know that you're not alone. God is there. He forgives. And your mate will forgive. You both can come to God and trust that he will set you free. The enemy doesn't have to have you. Make the choice. Don't be ashamed. Speak. His word says, confess your sins and he will forgive. Reach out to brothers and sisters that know him and we will pray with you. Leave a message here if you don't have anybody else. Leave a message. I will pray with and for you. We as a group, because we do that. We want no one to perish because God wants no one to perish. So you're not alone. You can stop. It's not too late. God is there. Trust him. Let us pray. First, giving honor to God for being ahead of our lives. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for my dear sister Christina. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for everyone involved, the other couple, 
everyone, this family, her mother-in-law, her brother-in-law, her sister-in-law, her children. We thank you for them, Lord Jesus, because we know that they belong to you. Because you took what the enemy meant from harm, for harm and turned it into good. And she and her family will build the kingdom, will help build the kingdom. And those that are listening, Lord God, we ask that they stop now. That you convict the hearts, not condemn. Condemnation does not come from Christ. Conviction, so that they may turn and repent and follow the path that you have set before them. We stand in agreement that it is done by the holy and mighty name of Jesus And we say amen, amen, amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us here on Hope, helping other people evolve through spiritual wellness with hope. As always, I am hope. I love you. I believe in you. Have a miraculous day.